I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is Fly Purbly with Steve Jacot and Craig Forsyth, who are greatly looking forward to Eric Carlson's shining like descent into madness. Craig, did I ever tell you that I once met a girl and dated her via an AOL chat room? Oh, hell yeah. No, you haven't, but let's do this. I'm ready. That's the stuff right there, yeah. (laughs) That's the stuff. The year was was 2000, I believe, and I was in a a, some sort. I just remember I, I would frequent a lot of flyers chat rooms in my time while I was very bored. And I I remember at one point arguing that Brian Boucher was the next Patrick Wah. That was good. (laughs) After beating the crap out of the penguins that was that, that aged well, let me tell you, but I I actually met a girl in one of those chat rooms and went on a couple dates with her by trashing the Rangers and making Rangers fans upset. Oh my God. That's great. That's the Philadelphia Flyers fan dream, right? Yeah, that's, that's ideally yeah how it starts. A I mean, true I, love starts, yeah. It, it didn't work out, ultimately, because uh, we, we did not end up together, uh, which is for the best, because I'm in a wonderful situation. Uh, and she took my John LeClaire jersey, and I never saw her again. Oh, man. That was, that was bad. But ultimately, a uh, good story about having a... <laughs> I guess a four month relationship with a, a girl that I met on America online, which for the record, I've got interns that, that don't know what America online is or dial up internet. I yeah. had to fully explain this the other day. That is sad. Like I, I, that's just so frustrating because they, they've never had to earn the internet. You know what I mean? They've never like... had to earn the internet. That's very well put. <laughs> it's true though, because now it's just like, if I go on my phone, I can read Twitter in a second, which is, by the way, for the worse. Yeah. And I can check my email in seconds. It's great. But then it was like, I have to prepare to go online if my family does not have either a separate cable internet connection or DSL, or if my family does not have two phone lines, there is no possible way that I can make it online and not be interrupted. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a real struggle. I think my biggest memory of that era of the internet was uh, I have LimeWire, and I just heard whatever version of like Morpheus or whatever the hell else like was out. Oh back yeah, Morpheus, like LimeWire, yeah. uh, Napster, yeah, uh, Kazaa. I think I had Kazaa. I, I know I never had Napster, and I think Morpheus is either Morpheus or Kazaa. And and for the record, where do you come down? Do you come down on Kazaa? Like it's a surprise, like Kazaa. <laughs> or is it uh, Kaza? Like you're just kind of saying someone's like weird name. Kaza. Like a surprise. Kaza! Kaza! 
Kazaa! But, you know, downloading songs because we had dial-up and it was pretty bad. It would take it would take me like half an hour to download a song. Right. So you'd set yeah. a queue. Yeah, and, and this was like back when you would put everything when there wasn't like Spotify or you could just look up music on YouTube with a smartphone. It was like you had to upload everything to your iPhone. You would have to determine a list of songs you wanted to download. You would have to put them in a queue. Yeah. And you'd have to walk away and come back later. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't an instant thing. It was like a start this on Saturday morning. Maybe we'll get a couple down by Saturday night. <laughs> it yeah. was. Or, by the way, I, I found out my, my grandmother apparently thinks the word queue is uh, like quay quay or something like that. My dad was <laughs> telling me. So a qu- you said a quay quay. <laughs> Walk away and come back and be like, "Wow, I have a full album from Disturbed now, so I can just listen to." Oh, oh man, Disturbed! They're still uh, they're still doing stuff. Disturbed. They're, they're still, still screaming. Uh, yeah, they're still doing stuff. They're still doing uh, stuff. Now, it, it, like I was just trying to think of a good representative band of the time. Like yeah. you have uh, Limp Bizkit. You're Disturbed. You're, yeah, you're Limp Bizkit, of course. Yo, what you going to do? Stain. Been aware. Been aware. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much, and then pretty much uh, every. I remember a lot of Fifty Cent, uh, a lot of uh, uh, DM, a lot of DMX, uh, a lot of Eminem, a lot of M- yes, Eminem. Yeah, I was white, so a lot of Eminem. Corn uh, uh, for the even uh, whiter corn. of you. Yeah, if you really wanted to illustrate that you're white. So, I had a buddy in high school who his entire like Kazaa feed was uh, it was Corn. And like Aqua, who did like the, the Barbie Girl song. Yeah. You might remember that for Come on Barbie, let's go party. That's ow, ow, ow. That's one hell of a duo right there. That uh <laughs> I would go through this and just be stunned by the disparity. I was thinking of actually bringing up DMX real quick. I was thinking about why hasn't any sports team, minor league or at the highest level? Just hire DMX as a coach because you want to know the X's and O's, but like, if you knew you're going to get yelled at DMX for like fumbling the football or like having a like dropping the ball at first, <laughs> like let's say you make it, yeah, you drop yeah, the ball at first, or you, well, they'll be you, terrified. You, like you don't wear your sunglasses and yeah. <laughs> the outfield, and you miss the ball. <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, what? You haven't dropped a single ball at first the entire year. What, what's motivated this year? It's like I really, I just don't want to be. I don't want. X to give it to me. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to get as far as way as possible. Just safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, we really can't repeat too many DMX lyrics on here. <laughs> I, that's all I could do. I can literally just go, what? That's, that's all the DMX lyrics I could say on this show. I was. Th- I think, uh, was it the other day I heard Shot Down? Do you know that song? It's uh, DMX 50 Cent and, um, oh, my God, who else is it? Third guy, third random rapper who was oh third guy, of course. DMX's verse on that, so everybody has to look that up because it's the word. It's there's no way that could happen today. Like that was only two thousand like five, I think, and there's no way that like his his verse could come out today, or it would be it would be way too like way too much. He would be he would pretty much be fired into the sun. (laughs) <laughs> I think there's a reason why DMX kind of fell off the face of the earth, and it's uh, his lyrics aren't exactly the kindest. So, well, and then, but Deadpool brought him back. Oh, did they really? Oh my God, Deadpool! In 
the advertising, especially for the first movie, leaned heavily on DMX. So it's just oh, like oh, X going to oh, give no, it to you everywhere. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that commercial. Yeah, I thought he meant like he was like in the movie. I was like, uh, uh what? For the record, the, the third party on Shot Down is Styles P. Who Styles P? Yeah, I want to is say... he a relative of Master P? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Masterpiece Matthew. Uh, but I thought it was like, I thought it was like, <laughs> I was going to say Tony Ayo, but Tony Ayo is actually like, I think I would remember that. Tony Ayo is kind of big. Yeah. Lloyd Banks. Sure. sure. <laughs> Young Buck. Young Buck, yeah. Are these, are these names ringing a bell for you, Steve? Or is that. No, no, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm not remembering any of it. But, uh, Matt, you know, Young P reminds me of Master P, who I just remember when I lived in. In Roxborough slash Maniunk, I got a a pizza menu for a place that had a like a ripoff of Master P in a way, and that was a lot of fun. The uh pizza, <laughs> uh. the na 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 topics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to see what that pizza was like. Pizza, pizza, pizza. pizza I just pizza, pizza, didn't pizza, he, pizza. he had one song, right? One song? Wait, am I thinking of the right song? Let me clear my throat, or is that something? No, else? no, that's uh, oh, that's somebody else. That's um, I'm completely confusing. Oh my god, my early two thousands rap here. Uh, yeah, Master P is make him say uh, uh. Yeah, and I was confusing that with with uh, never DJ gonna... Cool. Yeah, DJ that's... Cool. Yeah, of course. But like Master P had one song, and I feel like everybody's talked about him forever. Mister, because it's a great name. Mr. Cole had one song, and everybody, I feel like... Also a great name. Yeah, everybody does talk about him forever. Yeah, I guess it's just the name, Sam. With rap, it's, you know, I think, again, I'm not remembering the songs that well, but they certainly both had great names. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did. Uh, well, Mr. Cole was a uh, shake ass. <laughs> we are so oh, yeah. great. This is like the worst. Shake ass. <laughs> I believe his tune was "Shake That Ass." So I believe that that was "Shake Shake That Ass" from <laughs> Mr. Cal. Uh, you're listening to uh, to flashback rap on NPR right now. Just li- sitting in your living room, drinking a fine wine, listening to Mystical. <laughs> For the record, I was told back in broadcast class at Temple that I had a very good NPR voice. So if I could just get this NPR flashback rap song or show going, <laughs> that would be ideal. Uh, yeah, I, I would support it. I listen to it. I'm here for you, buddy. I want to hear that <laughs> Steve NPR voice about classic 2000s rap. About classic rap, absolutely. It's just uh, you know, <laughs> that was uh, the notorious B.I.G. here. <laughs> that was, that was G in it. That w- that was Mace. Mace, he, he, the former Philadelphia Flyers goaltender Steve Mason shared a, a nickname with Mace. That's a fun fact. I'm Mace having... also believed to be responsible in part for the uh, the murder of uh, the notorious B.I.G. with uh, Puff P. Diddy Daddy. Shook Knight. Shook Knight. They, they all conspired. It was Caesar, basically. But... Neither here nor there. Steve, Steve Mason, by the way, the, the only hockey reference we have made. We're 10 so minutes far. in. We're 10 minutes in. And that's that's it. That's all we got so far. What do you think? Well, let's talk about Steve Mason. Steve Mason. Is he uh, still out there? Steve Mason's like our age-ish, right? Kind of. Sure. Uh, Bring him what home. What do you think his most 
downloaded Napster fan was. I feel like looking at Steve Mason. He's a big Eminem guy. Steve Mason, 100%, seems like a big Eminem guy. Eminem, uh, Limp Biscuit, All American Rejects. These are all bands I would file underneath Steve Mason's most listened to. <laughs> all American Rejects. <laughs> all American Rejects. That's, that's a band right there. Yeah, that's definitely a band. There, there's no getting around it. That is a band. So, that's, uh... Steve Mason's still a free agent, by the way. Listening to a lot of whatever he needs to right now. Yeah. Yeah, that uh yeah, I don't I mean I, I don't think he's going to be in the league next. Well, he could he'll be somewhere. He'll probably sign a deal and be like a NHL AHL tweener somewhere, but he could be a KHL guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but you know, who knows who knows where. Probably not here. Probably That's the yeah. only thing not, I know, not, not here. Yeah. However, there are a couple goalies that will be here next year. Oh, this is Steve yeah. Mason, for the record, born in '88. Okay, yeah, so he's one year older than me. So he's right in that. Uh, yeah, he he would have had Napster because he's I'm, right between us. You know, he's he's four years younger than me, one year older than you. And look, we said it once, and we said it before. Steve Ma- Steve Mason has the the struggles of uh, dial up. That's the hill we're willing to die on. He, he knows what an AOL <laughs> beep beep beep. And then spending six hours to download one pornographic video. <laughs> yeah, it took forever. To download. The, the thing, <laughs> the fun thing with AOL, not to harp too much on AOL because we've harped a bunch, but the fun thing was I downloaded a video. I said it on cue last night for download. It finally finished. And now I can finally watch Celebrity Jeopardy. Or say, yeah, like, yeah. It was, no, it was, it was a whole thing. Like it was, you had to. It made it made you learn to you know if you really wanted to Patience. watch something once you watch it it was it made it a lot more fulfilling than like right now. Like, no, if I have to SNL wait for now, where you can just find it in two seconds. And it's all yes. right there. If I have to wait for a video to buffer right now for I don't know ten seconds, I am just tapping. Oh, my I screen lose my patiently. mind. Yeah. Starts, what is this shit? Yeah, start saying life is fair. God hates me. I don't know what's going on. It's very much the most obnoxious shit ever because the internet doesn't work for two seconds. And then I get a new phone all because of this. No, that's not a bad deal. All right, can I finish? Can I finish my goddamn segue? I was saying before. That's no. Steve Mason. All right, never mind. All right, good night, good hockey. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Steve Mason will not be the goalie here next year, but. Alex Lyon and Anthony Stellaris are staying here in the organization as they have signed uh, a couple contracts. But guess what, Craig? Neither of them are going to be the goalie here next yeah. year either. <laughs> yeah, they may not. Actually, uh, what was it? Brad Keffer uh, brought up a good point. I will never know if that's how you say his last name. I was forget. But uh, he brought up a good point in the Protriaki Slack that he Lyon is not eligible for waivers this year. So, or I mean, he's not waiver exempt. So if he needs to go between the NHL or the AHL, he's got to go through waivers. And we know how Ron Hextall is with assets. And we, I mean, I like that aspect of Ron Hextall, but uh, makes you think that uh, if he believes Lyon is an NHL backup, that either Norbert or Elliot is gone, or he's just going to ride with Lyon in the, the AHL for the entire season, which given Elliot and Norbert's history, that's probably not, the safest bet, because one of them is bound to go down for at least thirty games. 
So maybe uh, maybe Alex Lyon is on the team next year as a backup. Maybe? maybe. I, I really don't know what to think about anything with the Flyers goaltending. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of moving parts with the goaltending. Alex Lyon, though, two years, uh, 750K is a UFA in 20, after the 2020-21 uh, season. And then uh, Stolar signed a, um, a a one-year two-way deal. I think he makes 761000 in the NHL. He's an RFA after uh, the 2019-20 season. So, um, or he's an RFA yeah, in 20. I don't know. I, I just don't know what to think about the Flyers goaltending in any way, shape, or form next year. Like, okay, I know Elliot's going to be there. I don't think Elliot's going anywhere. Neuverth, you occasionally hear pop up in trade rumors, but and then he's like, I got a new trainer. And I'm like, does it make a difference? Are you still made of glass? I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think one of them, I think Norvert's going to be the guy that wouldn't move out of everybody. Because I think, I mean, that just fills, that solves a lot of problems. The, the move they would do now, and Hexall came out and said it, uh, according to uh, or some people online, that he is willing to loan a goalie to another AHL team. So one of uh, Stolarz, Lion, or Hart will go to another AHL team. Now, I think that would be Stolarz. And you let him go be a backup somewhere. Let Al, uh, let Lion start in the AHL. Let Carter Hart be a backup in the AHL. I would imagine that would be what the setup would be. But if... I mean, if you trade Norberth or you, I guess, move down to the AHL, then Lion could be... Like, I, I guess I wouldn't be too, too shocked now if Lyon is in the NHL with that with that bit of information that was pointed out by Brad that he is no longer waiver-exempt. Um, that's probably, honestly, that's probably the biggest part of these. That, Robert Hag is still unsigned. Um, not sure when that will be resolved. Maybe come down on Hag, too, because that's... That guy's... Like Money-wise, I... No, I mean just like on Robert Hag in general because oh, um, he's certainly the the least thought about of the Flyers' defensive prospects, and uh, unless you're a big fan of hits, yeah, I mean I'm I'm fine with or without Robert Hag. I think he's a fine seventh defenseman. So that's that's my thing. Or like if he's on the third pairing this year, and they actually get a guy that can move the puck, that's fine with me too. But I, I don't know about. I think, surprisingly, Hackstall, for a guy that kind of has a... For a player that kind of has a wide range of how people view him in the fan base, I guess, uh, Hackstall kind of pins on where I think he should be, which is some nights he's in the lineup, other nights he's not. Just kind of the seventh defenseman. So I, I don't know if that... I mean, we'll see if that continues this year. I don't know if that was just a, a rookie thing that he does, like he did with connecting and Gassosphere. Maybe Hag gets like 20 minutes now, but um, 20 minutes a night now. But I think, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really care that much about Hag. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. uh, I mean, I can't personally blame you there. He is kind of the the seventh guy on this team. Yeah, like he's fine. And, but... Right, but he's not exciting. He's not exciting like Sanheim or Philip Myers. Yeah, yeah. There are so many other. He's not even exciting like Sam Moran to be honest, because Sam Moran, uh, well, he's not going to play until I think February of uh, 2042, <laughs> is the kind of guy who he excites you with just his sheer 
size. He's a guy who's huge. He's pronger size, basically. Yeah. And he might not be pronger skilled, but he's got that size, which is just an exciting thing to see. And it's always like seeing a mountain of a man is a thrilling thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, looking a couple of years, this podcast just took a weird turn. So I apologize. <laughs> looking a few years like down the line, your defense should be pro rough ghost, um, Meyer, Sandheim, and then Moran and hag maybe. So like hag, I mean, hag is the, the sixth most exciting person out of those six defensemen. And I'm, that's if they don't go out and sign another blue liner, which I don't know, seems kind of unlikely. Like you probably think they'd go get one more somewhere along the line. So I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what, um, I'm trying to check half friendly now to make sure I didn't miss anything, but I thought going into, uh, my computers really acting up as usual. Um, but I'm pretty sure he's still unsigned. I didn't see anything about a uh, an RFA, uh, an arbitration case for him because he is an RFA. Hmm. Are you able to? Which means nothing in the NHL, for the record. Yeah. Are you able to look that up yet on uh, Cap Friendly? If uh, which, what am I looking up here, Craig? Just uh, the the Flyers team page. I don't know. My computer. Uh, I'm using Chrome, and my computer apparently can't handle all the memory. <laughs> Listen, I'm on top of it. Chrome uses about a hundred and forty-seven percent of your memory. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. I got I have the podcast notes up, and then I'm trying to open up one other page. My computer just keeps Listen, getting. On, on a computer note, it is completely absurd how much memory Chrome takes up. Yeah, I I, I should have. I need to download uh like Firefox or something. Uh, anything. Yeah. At this point, but w- what do you need me to look up on Cap Friendly? Uh, if Robert Hag is an RFA this season, like if they still don't have him signed going in the next season. RFA. Yeah. Okay. So I I have no Confirmed. idea what his uh what his contract would look like. Yeah, because they I give mean, him. A- if you think about it, like, so Christian Folland's making eight hundred k to be your back end guy, right? Ivan Provorov is making eight ninety four. Well, yeah. And Radko Gudis is making three three five zero. I mean, you can't have Radko making AMAC money, of course. Yeah. But <laughs> no, <laughs> you got to think he might make he might make a little north of Provy. Obviously, not what Provy's going to be making after this year. But uh, I don't, you got to think maybe like nine fifty or something like that. Maybe a mil at tops, but. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for an RFA, I don't think he's worth much more than that. Yeah, I think he, I think he might get a million. I think he'll get over a million. I yeah, mean, I, I think, I think maybe a million to one and a half. Yeah, I think he'll. I, sign I can't for, imagine it's more than one and a half. Yeah, I think he'll sign for two years too. That seems to be the uh, just kind of, the norm. Yeah, sign for two years and then uh, see where he's at. Kind of helps him to make a uh, make a case for his uh, next contract after two years. But that's pretty much the only unsettled one. I mean, it is the only unsettled one right now because they signed everybody else. Uh, Lear came back, avoided arbitration, signed for one year, seven hundred twenty thousand. He's an RFA in twenty twenty or twenty nineteen, I think. Um, I, I'm an idiot. I put RFA and then I put a season, but I'm pretty sure it's twenty nineteen. Goldborn, you idiot. <laughs> Goldborn signed one year, seven hundred fifteen thousand. RFA in 2019, and then Dana Martell came back for one year, 715000 RFA in 2019. I'm fine with all those at their cost. I mean, uh, Lear 
was going to go to arbitration. I think Lear's interesting because he, I think Hexel's usage actually probably helped the Flyers save money in this situation because he, I think Lear maybe could have used, been used a little bit more. That's probably more upside. He has more upside than guys like Wiesenthera, but at the same time, I don't know how much more ice time would have really like jumped his jump started his uh point production. But I think him not getting a ton of ice time probably would have hurt him in an arbitration case. And then um Lyon was said to get arbitration too, but they jumped out in front of that. And uh I, I think Lyon I don't know, I could see Lyon I think Lyon could be the backup next season. Definitely could be the backup next season. I, I don't know about this year yet, but like Lyon could definitely I mean he I, I think him as a backup would be fine. I don't know. Like Norbert definitely has a history pass and Elliot got hurt this year, but I don't know if it's really Elliot has a history of getting injured. It's more just Hexel likes to drive his goalies into the ground, it seems like. So I don't know if that's I mean, it, it might happen again this year. It probably happens again this year with Elliot. And then uh, I don't know if you want Lyon to be your second option there. But, I mean, we'll see. I like Danik Martel. I kind of wish he would get a shot. I don't know if you really, there's not really room for him to get a shot this year, but I do like. There isn't, but I like his skill set. I, I like his skill set, too. I don't know if he ever gets a chance to be an NHL regular, but there, there there's a lot of other people that are going to, that are ahead of Lyon. Ahead of him in line to uh, to be on the NHL roster, but I'm happy he's in the AHL. Helps the fans a lot, and uh, I mean Stellars. Um, I mean Goldborn is Goldborn, like he pretty much whatever at this point. I mean I, I think that's Hexall just not wanting to lose Max Head for free, literally any asset. So that proves that argument. Uh, Stellars, I kind of. Part of me is surprised. Uh, I feel for the guy, but I mean, I'm surprised he got another contract. Like, I'm surprised he came back. I, yeah, same. His, I mean, his dead knee is pretty important, and uh, it's not great. It's not great. Yeah, I, you know, I, and the Flyers have other. I mean, they they have too many goalies, which is you know a weird thing to say, but they do. Yeah, like too many goalies that are borderline AHL level, AHL NHL. So. I mean, they could have just rolled with Lyon and, and Hart, but um, I guess may as well just keep Slaughter, see if he can bounce back. This, I mean, this could also just been a thing where they didn't want to cut him, you know, just kind of leave him out there and then have to uh, earn a contract on that knee. Kind of like what they did with uh, Eric Wellwood a couple of years ago, maybe, after he uh, had his Achilles sliced or whatever. So that's, uh, that's, that's pretty much the big news going on with the Flyers right now, folks. I mean, that's the biggest news in terms of uh, on-ice stuff. Uh, I mean, the big news, I guess the big news off the ice would be uh, be Ray Emery uh, passing away. Which, uh, I mean, Steve, how do you feel about that? I I think the whole entire thing is a little... Man, it's it's a real mixed bag here. So, let's start with the obvious. Like, it's it's obviously tragic when uh, a young man like Ray Emery passes away, uh, 35 years old. That's way too young to die. Yeah. He uh, drowned in Hamilton Harbor, and it's 
at 35, it's just completely shocking to see this. I mean, this is a guy who's been out of hockey for a couple years. He's a guy who almost every hockey fan knows based on just hearing his name. Uh, yeah. It, it's shocking for sure. And it, it's, it is a shame, but, you know, there's obviously a lot that comes with the name Ray Emery here. Uh, he's got yep. quite a past. He's got, you know, he's, he was, uh, charged with assaulting his ex fiance, uh, charged with assault with a weapon. He had road rage incidents, threats. He had like cocaine and prostitutes. Yeah. That whole thing. With the, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but it, I, it, look, whatever about your recreational drug use, whatever about that and your choice of, of prostitutes, but uh, obviously assaulting a fiance and being charged with assault with a weapon is a very serious charge and a pretty terrible thing. So look, we're not certainly not saying glad somebody's dead, but it's tragic, but Ray Emery was a very complicated figure and there's a lot that goes into this. Yeah, that, I think that's the best way to put it, where it's 35, it's very young, and it's upsetting because we, you know, whenever a player's on the Flyers, we feel like we have some some level of personal connection to him. So it's always upsetting when you hear terrible things happen to him. Yeah, and, and I mean, Craig, what's the first thing you think of, though, when you hear the name Ray Emery? Well, I mean, for me, it's, it's a lot of fights, and I... Unfortunately, the one thing that everybody is, is clinging to, which I, I feel like is weird, considering how we just brought the whole domestic violence thing, is his fight with Holpe, which... It's not much I, of a fight. It's more, yeah, of, it's, it's more of him just straight up beating up Holpe against yeah, the switches. Yeah, and it's a, it's a weird thing to be like, man, RP Razor, we'll never forget. And then, like, just a link of highlight to him pretty much assaulting a guy on the ice. And, like, I'm not... I'm all for fighting. I love fighting. I like when Wayne Simmons fights, actually fights somebody. I like, I don't know. Ray Emery that day is pretty much like, I kind of get why people like that fight. Cause it was, it was a rough period of Flyers hockey. The start of the 2013, 14 season, they were getting embarrassed on home ice. And Ray Emery was the guy that was kind of like, all right, well, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this anymore. And then he, you know, pretty much, you know, did that the whole thing should have been suspended. Ironically, he had a shot the next day against the Devils. So there, there's that. Uh, but he, I, my, the whole feeling about the, the this death is just it's weird to me. Like it's, I'm upset because he passed away. Um, I, I don't know. He, he was a guy that had a lot of character falls though, and I can understand why. Maybe not more people are kind of going out of their way to kind of mourn his death, if that makes sense. Like, there have been people, people have written stuff about him, but it hasn't been anything where I guess it's really rocked the hockey world. It's just been, it, I don't know. He, there, there's a, there's a lot to Ray Emery. And, you know, I, you know, you don't really know what he was, yeah, you don't really know what he was battling, but the, I can, I can get the, the road rage stuff, not because I can't relate to it, but I, I kind of, you know, somebody road has anger rage issues. Yeah, if you have anger issues and everything, and then, you know, you're battling some kind of demons and you, you need to take it out with, like, drugs and, you know, that whole avenue. But the 
domestic violence, like the assault on his ex-fiance is, is a little too far. Not a little, but it's, it is too far. So it's, um, I mean, even when he was, like, all the online stuff was just, he just had a lot, he had a very, like, colorful past, I guess, is the way. He had the vascular necrosis, like, the hip problems, and, like, do you remember that against the Rangers, that playoff series where it came to light, where he had really terrible problems moving side to side on the net? And he yeah. had the yeah, he had those that. issues the first year when he was with the Flyers back in 2009, 2010. And then he won had a pretty stellar season with the Blackhawks with uh, Ford Crawford and then came back here. And he just, uh, I don't know. It's a, <laughs> it's a subject I really, you know, we don't really necessarily want to elongate too much here, but it was pretty big news. And like Ray Emery was, over the last couple of years, Ramley was one of the more bigger profiles of the Flyers, I guess. Definitely in terms right. of first well, and how he started with Ottawa and everything. Yeah, and uh, well, that's the big thing with with Emery is that he was such a spectacular player in Ottawa and such a yeah. significant player for the Senators. And he had the same stuff going on there, too. Like, he almost beat the show of a trainer for, like, something. He would get in the fights with guys at practice. Like, he fought, I think he brought fought uh, Brian McGrath in a practice and stuff, so it's... He, yeah, but it, it was definitely because he had a lot of hype around his time with the centers and that that run to the Cup in 2007 and everything. Yeah, and from a Flyers standpoint, in 2009-2010, there is often the question of, like, what if Emery had stayed healthy? What if Emery was healthy during that run? Because... Goaltending yeah. was obviously a major issue for the Flyers during that season. I mean, what yeah. the Flyers employ seven different goaltenders throughout the season? I believe that was the total, yeah. And it ended up being uh, Brian Boucher and Michael Layton. But Ray Emery, Ray Emery was there. Yohan Backlund was there. Uh, a couple other guys. Like, I forget who else was there. But, yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty ridiculous season in terms of who played in that Uh yeah, so you know he was he was a person, and it's upsetting that he passed away. It's just a uh, it's a weird it's a weird place to be right now in terms of how you should really react to it. So it's a uh, I don't know. I think we should uh, maybe try and change to something lighter now <laughs> before really digging too too deep. Well, if if I'm gonna talk lighter, I'm gonna mention the man dog. We're gonna. Yeah, we're going to talk Brandon about Manning, this. So. Happened a little bit, like, shortly after we recorded. Yeah. But so, last a, week, but. A, as we all know, Brandon Manning signed with the Chicago Blackhawks, much to the relief of a number of Flyers fans, so much so that uh, I read a uh, ranking on The Athletic earlier today that handed out grades for different NHL teams off-seasons, and it gave the Flyers an A based on signing James Van Riemsdyk and not re-signing Valtteri Filpula and Brandon Manning, which <laughs> yeah. says a lot more about Valtteri Filpula and Brandon Manning than it does about James Van Riemsdyk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So this, uh, according to Jeremy Greenfield, the Chicago Tribune, the Predators offered Brandon Manning a three-year deal for less money than the Hawks were offering, but still. That's three years of the man dog. Years, three years of three Brandon years. Manning. What team looks at? Their roster, well, besides the Flyers, I guess, <laughs> and goes, you know what this team needs? It needs a little bit of man dog in their life. 
Pretty well, he had, I want to know what's up with Nashville because they also looked so at the roster and decided, you know what we oh, need? No. We need some heart. Yeah. We need Ramaldo. <laughs> they now have one player with heart. Zach they, they signed Zach Ronaldo and they tried to san, sign Brandon Manning. I don't yeah. get it I, at all. I think... And Poyle's considered one of the smartest GMs in the NHL, and yeah. I, I I can't fathom why he'd do either of these moves. Like, am I missing something? I, I don't I, think so. I think Laviolette has a thing for Ronaldo. That would be my guess. Like, he has a soft spot for Ronaldo. That would be my guess. I don't know. The Manning, right, but the what Manning... about Manning? I have no, I have no fucking clue with Manning. <laughs> I have no idea. I think the Manning, I think this is goes towards the sentiment of uh, NHL GMs really have no idea how to break down defense. Like who's good at defense? I Charlie mentioned that. I feel like that's kind of true because I mean, if you're looking at and you look at Manning and he had seven goals last year, seven, I think seven, seven or eight, and like uh, I mean, you look at a guy who's supposed to be a stay-at-home defenseman who's putting up that goal total, you think. Hey, maybe he's worth a you know worth signing for a couple million. Not that bad of a deal, but let us tell you, it was not it was not cool. The the whole Burning Manning experience was not a, not a fun time. Nope. And uh, it's you know he's regarded as a physical stay at home guy, but he really he didn't have a ton of hits, and he usually got worked in the paint. He's so, not that physical. He's yeah, the he's, guy who if you yeah. come into his zone, if you try to get near the goal, he's gonna like push you out. He's not yeah. that guy at all. And he's not, because uh, that was like the whole thing. Like apparently Quinville and Bowman called him, and they were like, "Hey, look, we love your physicality and your stay-at-home guy." And Brandon Manning said something to the effect, "I just remember because he said it, he was like, he's like, yeah, that's right on the money." And I was like, "Okay, guy, calm spot down. on, bro, spot <laughs> yeah. on." That would and, be seven uh, goals for Brandon Manning last season. Yeah, so, uh, seven goals, twelve assists, nineteen points, which. Uh, it's not terrible for a defenseman. Yeah. I don't understand he's, how any of it happened, but it he's did. He's never getting the seven goals again. I mean, he's just, he's like, he had crazy. I pretty, what was his shooting percentage? Are you still on that page? Uh, that was on cap friendly. I will look up the okay. shooting percentage. Like, I feel like it was kind of, it would probably be a little bit higher for a defenseman. Also, one of those goals was that crazy ass bounce against the Senators. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like a four to one game and he threw a puck. He wrapped the puck around the boards. I had that classic, uh, classic uh, bank off uh, stanchion and went into the net while Craig Anderson was behind the net. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I, the Blackhawks aren't going to regret that deal because it wasn't worth much. But it's just he's not, he's not good, and I don't. But it's certainly not a three-year deal. It's not th- like three years. It's a weird amount of term for a guy. Like, why lock up a guy who's going to be a third-pairing guy? By the way, that would be a 6.3% shooting percentage, which has steadily risen. So the last three years, 1.5, 3.6. I think 6.3. So uh, obviously it's going to be, uh, I don't know, 9.6 next year. Yeah. Um, what was it? The thing that used to piss me off about Manning, too, was there were times where I felt like he would be on the ice with the top line of like uh, Drew, Katori, and Konechny. And when things weren't going right, he would be the one taking the shot. I remember that being a big thing in 2016-17, too. But just, like, out of every, all five guys on the ice, Brandon Manning is the last guy I want to take a shot, and then Manning ends up not really showing too much hockey IQ, and there's a clear path to the net, and he takes a lazy wrister, and then goalie catches it, and there's a face-off, and that's the end of the shift. Like, he... 
I, there's, there's just not a lot to like about Brandon Manning's game. I just can't believe another. I can't believe multiple teams are interested in Brandon Manning. And there's there's guys out there. Like, Enstrom's still out there. Orphic's still out there. You want your choice of just immobile shit defenseman. They're out there, man. Oh, no. Give me Dan, the man dog. Dan All day, every still day. Out there. Yeah, like I, He'll occasionally lose a fight at the end of the game. To stay in the lineup. Like that's nobody asked him to do, and and nobody really cared. It didn't energize anybody, but yeah. he's going to lose that fight by I, a considerable margin, despite being be, a big guy. That's going to be so great when the Blackhawks are like in the middle of a six-game losing streak, and two are on the back of like horrendous Manning turnovers, and then in his worst game in the losing streak, he fights somebody with like three minutes left, and then Quinville's like, "Well, the only one that's fucking trying out here is Manning, who's fighting people," and then he just stays in the lineup. <laughs> Just has that universal effect with coaches of just fighting people at the end of games. That's all I think about. But yeah, that's Brandon Manning. Seek by many teams for employment. Nobody else, I can't get a goddamn job in this economy, Steve, but Brandon Manning has people knocking on his door to turn the puck over for him and get beat to the net. It's amazing. It's astounding. Pay him millions of dollars. Millions of dollars to be bad at his job. I'll you give me a million dollars. I'll be terrible at my job tomorrow. That sounds like a George <laughs> Costanza scheme right there. <laughs> you just take me out. I'm showing the Yankees batting practice. <laughs> we won the World Series. Yeah, six games. <laughs> <laughs> All um, But something else I want to talk about, though, speaking of contracts and Change of the contracts for good players. Uh, Emily Kaplan of ESPN writes a lot of good stuff, and she wrote a article about each team's best contract across the NHL, I think two weeks ago. And for the Flyers, she picked Shane Gossespierre, who is on a deal um, that is uh, six years long, $4.5 million a year. I think he's going into his third year on it. That's good. Uh, but the reasoning for it is, quote, Ron Hexall has done a lot of good work lately, but inking Gossespierre to this contract last summer might have been one of the GM's finest moves. 25-year-old defenseman is a building block in the next Flyers core. Many of those players are still develop- developing in the minors. With 150 points in his first three seasons, it feels like Gossespierre is still re- realizing his potential. Even if this is as good as it gets, the cheap cat hit will age well. And that made me wonder because the Ghost contract is amazing. Is it better than the Sean Couturier contract? Steve, I'm going to lay it out real quick, and then we'll talk about it. Uh, hmm. so, this, is, this is an intriguing one, I'm going to say, before you lay it out. Yeah, so Ghost, six years, $4.5 a year. I would also like to add that's in Ghost's favor is Shane Gasper was born on April 20th, a.k.a. 420, a.k.a. Weekday. And he also signed his contract extension, I believe, on June 9th. AK 69, AK 69, AK very nice. Sean Couturier signed a six year deal where he earned 4.33 million a year. And uh, looking at the numbers, Gossesphere had 13 goals and 52 assists for 65 points in 78 games last year. Fourth most points for a D man, most for any D man who didn't play in all 82 games. Uh, also finished 10th in Norris voting. And then Couturier had 31 goals. 45 assists for 76 points in 82 games. Five points on a torn MCL in Game 6. Also the game-winning goal in Game 5 against the Penguins this year. Finished second in Selkie voting. It's a 25-year-old. 
at 37 first place votes. So who would you say is a better contract? This is one of those arguments, by the way, that it's, this is, it doesn't even matter. It's just nice that they're both on the flyers. <laughs> it, it's nice that they're both on the flyers. Yeah, and it's first nice that they're top both center. <laughs> well, and it's also nice that they're both signed to great contracts right now. Like they, it, I think it's a win-win. Like they're both signed to incredible contracts. Uh, it's kind of a tie. And I wonder how much of it comes down to where you value uh, centers top. versus top tier defensemen, because if you look at some of the defensive contracts that have been assigned, especially in the last season, they're pretty nasty, to be honest. And yeah. to have a guy like Shane Gostas bear, who he seems to keep rising up the ranks and becoming more and more of a valuable, like top tier uh, offensive defenseman name out there and to have that guy on such a reasonable deal for the next few years is fantastic. But then if you look at Couturier, he's one of the top defensive centers and he's been for years and this past season, he proved himself that he could uh, play at an elite number one level. So it's like, you know, I, I really don't know if there's a way that you can value one over the other. I, I think yeah. it's just incredible true. that both those guys are signed to great deals. Yeah. Ridiculous deals. And uh, I think both of them are, you know, I would say you look for a guy that, uh, is more suited to fill a market inefficiency, but Katori is one of those elite two-way centers that is able to produce points and also is just a uh, monster in terms of uh, puck possession and, you know, course numbers and everything, you know, nerd stuff. So that's not really that common across the league. And he's already finished second in court, uh, no, Selkie voting. And Gossespear is a guy that puts up insane offensive numbers and also doesn't really let the team down defensively. I mean, he he may have his rookie season, but he has definitely made strides in the defensive zone this season, and if he keeps that up, he could be he could eventually be nominated for the Norris, and it's kind of crazy that, it's kind of crazy that both these guys are just signed for under, um, under five million like for a couple yeah. years. <laughs> So uh, that that opens the door for to do more things like the JVR signing, and when Latera comes off the book, and maybe Raffle, and you uh, maybe reduce the cost of net by a million or two next season with younger guys. Uh, it opens potential to get other big name players here because these guys who are maybe a, pushing elite in terms of what roles they fill uh, are signed to really inexpensive deals. So if I had to choose, though, man, uh, I'm going to say, I mean, I, I love Sean Couturier. I think I think of Sean Couturier. I just, I want to say Couturier, too, because I think he helped uh, jumpstart Drew. So he's saving money in a lot of ways instead of uh, being a Oasis face at four point. Uh, three or three million. He's uh, also revived what some people thought was going to be dead money in Drew's contract, which is eight point two five. So, kind of saving money. Well, two I, I also think that a lot of people go with Katoria here because the Flyers already have Ivan Provorov. So if the if the Flyers don't yeah. have Ivan Provorov, I think Shane Gostas pair. Oh, just yeah, that looks is that true. much more valuable. But yeah, having Provorov is just Provorov's incredible. So yeah. having Provorov, you kind of underestimate Gostaspare in yeah. comparison. You know, that's funny. Maybe uh, maybe 
when Perval's contract contract comes out, we'll realize how much of a steal the Gosphere contract really is. Because Provorov, I feel like Provorov's going to get paid a uh, pretty good amount. I don't know when they're going to sign him, but hopefully, uh, hopefully soonish. We'll see. Uh, right. uh, also, speaking of the new flyers, speaking of the going on guy like JVR, and we already mentioned Christian Foley, and the new numbers for them came out, and uh, JVR not not taking the twenty one from Scott Law, and he's going to go with twenty five, and Foley is going to go with twenty six. Uh, don't really have. Much thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks it, for people who had a JVR jersey a few years back who were excited, saying like, "Oh, I get to reuse that again." It's always weird. It's always weird, and I think maybe people aren't excited about JVR because it's something we already had, I guess, for lack of other way to put it. But like, uh, it's always weird when a player comes back and they have a different number. Like Knubel came back and he was nine, and that was just uh, Mark Recchi. It's weird, yeah. Frecky too, yeah. Mark Recchi eleven was just such a weird experience, and uh, Rick <laughs> yeah. Tockett ninety two. Oh my god, Rick Tockett ninety two. God, that he fought Stevens in ninety two, didn't he? Like that the, when he had ninety two. I think I remember that. I want to say yes, but I'm not hundred yeah. percent sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah, it's just weird. But uh, and Philly in twenty six. I think he was. I don't think. I think he was. Five with the uh, Kings. I think he was twenty six with the Wild. I'm not sure though. Why? Well, I mean, in in JVR's defense, I wouldn't want to mess with professional serial killer Scott Lawton anyway. Yeah, Scott Lawton would absolutely kill him if he said anything about taking the jersey. I, I so I don't even think JVR approached him. He's just like, look, I understand. Not Please. worth it. I'd rather. I love my family. I want to play for this team. Don't don't murder me. I'll just keep and, with 25. Uh, that's fine. Heath, Heath Primo's <laughs> number is fine in for me. Uh, The great Matt Carl wants down 25. And <laughs> I think it's time for that, too. What do you think Matt Carl's doing right now? Oh, he's probably fishing somewhere. What did you say? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he's probably fishing somewhere. Yeah, let's go with fishing. Feels like uh, yeah, he's fishing. Seems like a Matt Carl thing to do. Uh, so another thing I wanted to ask you about. And you seem pretty uh, gung ho about doing this before the show. I don't know how well. I don't know who we're going to think of here, but uh, Korea and Niedermeyer, Paul Korea and Scott Niedermeyer, having their numbers retired by the Ducks. And when you think of the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Korea is one of the first one or two names that comes to your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's Korea and uh, Greg Goldberg who come to mind. <laughs> Still got it in. <laughs> Greg Goldberg, Charlie Still Conway, <laughs> Adam Banks. Well, you know, ba- Banks could have had a Hall of Fame career, but <laughs> he just kept getting hurt. And, you know, I ultimately felt I couldn't vote for him to get into the Hall. The Ken Griffey of hockey, that kid. Yeah. No, in all seriousness, uh, the top two ducks I think of are Timo Zelani and Paul Correa. Yeah. All right. So I don't think of Niedermeyer. He can go to hell because he was the devil. So, you know, yeah, screw yeah, that guy. A, but. Yeah. Fuck off. Um, yeah. And so, unfortunately, Tsuyama Solani, I think of for his longevity, and Paul Correa, I think of for getting rocked by Scott Stevens. Yeah. And then scoring a goal. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Korea being on the wrong end of one of the most infamous lauded late hits in the history of hockey. Uh, what is basically a war criminal, somebody who should be prosecuted <laughs> in a major criminal court, Scott Stevens. It, it, 
basically illegal for this man to be living in normal human society. Lock him up today. <laughs> uh, Scott Stevens, or who would be referred to as today if he played uh, Charles Dracula Manson. Goose. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Charles Manson, yeah. Charles Manson, the hockey player. Charles yeah. Manson is dead, right? He died? Yeah. That's a great question. I like, can't say all... with enough certainty. Uh, he's occupying Deadsville population M. I'm going to find out. I think he's dead. R.P. Charles Manson, you know what I mean? Oh, what a boy. Great guy. Oh, 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 boy. What a great person. <laughs> yeah, he, he died of cardiac arrest. I talk to you about something. <laughs> but me to get my opinions out there. No, uh, yeah, he's, he's a real, he's a real class act. I'm pretty sure Just died, last like, year, oh, November. Oh, last year. Okay. It's yeah. actually pretty recent. Yeah. Well, fuck him. You know what I mean? You know, well, I mean, Scott Stevens and him. Same book. Yeah. But if Scott Stevens played in today's league, I feel like he would not, his game wouldn't translate that well. We've dunked on him before about that. I'll I think keep he... dunking on him because he sucked and he was the worst person ever and yeah. probably should be in prison. Should be for some of those hits. Some of those hits are obnoxious. Yeah. The hit on Korea, the hit on Kozlov. Uh, Lindros. Lindros, Lindros, yeah. Lindros, 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 Lindros. Not bitter, Lindros. <laughs> Patrick Elias scoring with like a minute 45 left. It was a good game. Yeah, he, game. he should just... Never mind. Just cruel words. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about it. But Paul Correa is... Like, he is the, the mighty duck, I guess. So who... When somebody says Philadelphia Flyers, who's the first person you think of? And we had a couple different people. Bobby Clark. Think, yeah, Bobby Clark. I think, I, of, I, thinking, I think of toothless, oh. grinning Bobby Clark... And then I think of Bernie Perrant hitting on a, a buxom young woman in a Wawa grand opening <laughs> line. And on some young girl in Maniac, just uh, showing her the ring. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> Signing autographs every goddamn day at the rink. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Bernie Perrant. But what about, so when you think of, you said the Canadians too, and I think we had a couple different answers. Because I'm thinking of like more recent people. Too, I think is what I'm thinking of. I, mm-hmm. I said Saku Koivu. That's what I think of when I think of the Canadians. Saku Koivu. Nothing, nothing sums up the historic history of the Montreal Canadiens like Saku Koivu. <laughs> Alexei Kovalev. Scott Gomez not scoring goals. <laughs> Scott Gomez. <laughs> I mean, now the, when I think of the Canadiens, uh, the, the first guy I think of is John Leclerc. No, I think of Rocket Richard. <laughs> That's the first guy I think of. Yeah, and I, I think Jean I'm thinking Beliveau. a little more historically than you. Jean Beliveau, Patrick Waugh, Jean Plant. Let me ask you. Let, let's. How about for? Let's say yeah, like the, the New York Rangers. When I think of, uh, I think of Mike Richter. I was thinking Mark Messier. See, I was. I was Who I also Mark loved Messier in too. Prometheus. I, I think of Mark when I think of Mark Messier though I think of the Oilers I think of those eighties Oilers you think like of, I think see, of I think of eighties Oilers I think of Gretzky easy yeah Gretzky but when I yeah the eighties Oilers I think of Gretzky Messier um, Coffee and Fear those are like the four that always come to my mind they had I mean they had a lot more to that, those teams oh yeah they had a ton of guys Yari on those Curry. teams uh, uh, famous flyer Yari Curry. Yeah, and yeah, very famous player. <laughs> what about okay? What what about the Toronto Maple Leafs? You what you think? 
historic franchise in the NHL, but who's the first See, guy you I, think of with the Maple Leafs? Matt Sundin. Matt Sundin's who I think of. Yeah. See, I'm thinking of kid, p- people that I thought of when I was a kid. And right, like, and I think that's that's kind of universal I for think the most that's, part. Um, like, when I think of the Canucks or the Panthers, I think of Pavel Bore. Mm. Yeah, Canucks. Like, Sedin. Canucks Sedin might be the Sedins for me. Yeah. Or Bobby Lou. Uh, yeah. But you know who I think of first when I think of the Panthers? I think of John Van Beesbrook. Oh, yeah, that's a good choice, In that too. Panther helmet. For some reason, Ali Okunen comes to my fucking mind for the Panthers. I don't know why. Like, he was there for a while, wasn't he? Scott Mellonby. Oh, yeah, Scott Melby is a good choice, too. Well, he's the guy who killed the rat, right? I believe he was the guy that killed the rat that started that nonsense. That continues today. But was mainly that continues today. Yeah. Absolutely. The round. What about the... Wait, I got her for you. Oh, okay. What about, what about the Coyotes? Because I have a guy I think of. I'll tell you I, who my guy is. I mean, I, I would say Shane Down. Shane Doan? Okay, that's a good one. I think of, and I still think of this commercial that I've referenced numerous times on okay. yeah, I know uh, where you're this podcast and previous ones. Kachuk. Kachuk. What's the sound <laughs> of a puck hitting the back of the neck? Kachuk. Keith you know Kachuk who is who I think of in that hideously awesome, like, Aztec-style Coyotes jersey. Right. I was going to say, I think of Nikolai Hobby Bowling, too. Oh, Hobby Bullet! I haven't thought of that name in years. That's a good one, Craig. I am so happy you mentioned that name. Hobby Bullet, they had Teppo Newman in, didn't they? They had like that. They had some fucking names on the card. Oh man, Newman Teppo Newman is a great hockey name. I just remember you can't have any other occupation in America (laughs) with the name Teppo Newman. I remember back when ESPN actually used to show hockey highlights, and they would show Coyote highlights, like. That was the thing that happened, by the way, young people. For those who don't remember dial-up, that used to be a thing where they would actually ESPN show. had a show called <laughs> NHL Tonight, and it had what? the number two instead of T.O. <laughs> but speaking of NHL Tonight, John Blutchergrass, I remember whenever they would show the Coyotes highlights and Tepa Newman in score, he'd do like a, hello, Newman in, like, uh, like Newman from fucking uh, Seinfeld. Oh, nice. Don't remember? John Buchagross wasn't just always a guy who gave away T-shirts to attractive young women on Twitter for guessing the overtime winners. (laughs) Some college hockey. College hockey. Uh, Hurricanes. What about the Hurricanes, though? They're a weird one for me. Ron Francis and Rod the Bod. I think Archer's their best. Yeah, Rod the Bod's a good one, too. Rod the Bod's probably the main one. All right, all right. How about... The Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, I, I think of uh, St. Louis. Oh, God, yeah. I know, he'll always piss me off. I mean, that's why I always think of that 04 series. I think of, I think of that, and I also think of uh, Chris Gratton, because he's involved in... <laughs> he's one of the lousiest Flyers trades ever. <laughs> oh, God, Chris Gratton. What a... What a time to be alive. What a disappointing trade. Because <laughs> that's that's ultimately what the problem with the Gratton is, is that he was just a, a, an extremely disappointing trade where yeah. that he should have been an awesome flyer, and he just, he fought a lot. That was pretty much all he did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about... Dallas? How... Stars? Dallas Stars. Mike Badano. Yeah, I think of Mike Badano. I think of Zuboff, too. Red Hole in also, the crease. Yuri Lettinen. Comes to my mind a lot for that team too. What about okay? What about older like 
I, I guess Blackhawks. Jeremy Roenick. Yeah, see, I was going to say Eric Daze, like back in the day. Eric Daze, okay. Okay. But, uh, that's really kind of back when I sucked. Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, I, th- I think Eiserman. Okay, Eiserman's a good one. He was the captain there for basically yeah. 40 years. That's it, because a pretty easy. It's a pretty, I still think I think it blows my mind that one season they had Brett Hull, Pavel Datsuk, and Henrik Zetterberg on the line. I believe that's correct. For one full season run. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, just that. Like, that's. I don't even think that was their top line. Like, <laughs> Zetterberg, Datsuk, and Hull was not your top line in a postseason run. Of course you won the cup. Is that a joke? <laughs> what, what, are, what are teams going to do to that? Okay. Uh, Sabres. Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I, <laughs> I have two for completely different reasons. I think of uh, Hashik. Hashik is who I thought of. I think of Matthew Barnaby. Both trucks by Eric Lindros. Both in those stupid ass uh, Saberhead jerseys. Oh, yeah, the, the black Matthew and Barnaby, white ones. Yeah, I guess Matthew Barnaby didn't do a ton of stupid shit with the Sabres. He just did a ton of stupid shit in general. Well, wasn't he the guy who got things. drunk and drove with three wheels on his SUV? <laughs> yeah, <it's>, yeah. <laughs> infamously, yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, he, yeah, he he's. He's done a lot of stupid stuff on the ice. I remember. Oh man, there were so many. I just remember him getting the shit kicked out of him by young Eric Lindros. Guys, ass kicked by Eric Lindros. Guys, ass kicked by Luke Richardson. Guys, ass kicked by Tafador. I think my, the Tafador one was my favorite one, though. It's almost like he was like... not good at hockey or fights. <laughs> yeah, he was just good at talking shit. The Tafador one, though, I, and I've I know I've made you watch it before. I don't know if we did it on the podcast or not, but. Tough to work on with Steve because... watch Steve watches stuff with Steve yeah. watches a thing with Todd Fedork. <laughs> Just like he I'm here I for think Fedork was a rookie. I'm here for the stuff too. We're all here for the stuff. We came for the stuff. But like Fedork throws like four punches, knocks out Barnaby. And then just like they were right next to penalty boxes and Fedork just straight skips straight to the penalty box, reacts like nothing happened. Reacts like it was an end of a shift. And then Barnaby just looks dazed and confused like he doesn't know what's going on. That's uh, that's what I think of when I think of... Uh, what about Ottawa Senator? That's a tough one. Carlson? Tough one. I think Spezza. Mm, Spezza's a good one. Spezza's yeah. a good Heatley, one. Heatley might fall into that category, too. Good old Danley Heatley. Which, yeah. Colorado Avalanche. I think I think Peter Forsberg. I'm thinking Patty Wah. Yeah, Pat, Patrick Wah is fine. I think Joe Sacker would have been fine too. Peter Forsberg. I think of Peter Forsberg because so, there's like should have. I just love watching uh, Peter Forsberg highlights. You know, should have yeah, should have kept. It's kind of great. They somebody wrote uh, about. I think it was uh, Sean McIndoe wrote about six trades where the team that got the best player didn't win the deal, and like the number one instance of that was. When the Flyers got Lindros and they they gave the Avalanche that the slew of player and the one that was Peter Forsberg. I and I think I remember reading back in the day that like the Flyers wanted to give away like uh, I want to say like Brindamore or something instead of Forsberg and just imagine the world where the Flyers had managed oh to retain Lindros and Forsberg is just but nuts yeah stunning but it will they, never it's it's not real so don't even think about not it not happen don't think about it they would have won one. 
there's no alternate dimension where that happens, right? Right? Because they definitely would have won one. Yeah, they absolutely would have won. They would have overcome whatever goaltending nonsense they had, and they would have won at least one together. Um, let's see who else here. Blues? I think it's two Blues, and they're both defensemen. Yeah, uh, McGinnis and Pronger? Yep, that is yeah. exactly what I was thinking of. Two of the best slap shots of all time. Yep. Man, could, weren't they on the same pair, too? I believe so. Man, fuck that. Could you imagine just being on the ice against that? <laughs> it's just like, I'm not going to score, and I'm going to get been, my ass kicked. It's, it's. I think of that every once in a while when people are like, oh, man, Belmar just willing to get down and block shots. I'm like, yeah. Would it have really been like willing to get down and block those? Like, if that was a pairing you went out against, would you be willing to be like, yeah, I'm going to get out about eight feet in front of this and lay down? I feel like I would be like, uh, good luck back there, Elliot. Let's see what you can do. I hope you got it, buddy. I'm giving you a clear path. <laughs> Let's see what, you can, see what you can do back there. Uh, what about the Calgary Flames? Well, the Calgary Flames. I mean, that's kind of an obvious one, yeah. Well, is it? Because I think of... Uh, I think of uh, Theo Flark. Hey, really? I think of... I mean, I think of a Gemma. Yeah, All no, I, I, really, I really think of Theo Flark. Yeah, well, that's fair. I mean, he was... Uh, that would be the uh, the other option there. He was the first notable short NHLer I really can remember thinking of. Oh yeah, no, that is true. Uh, what about the Minnesota Wild? That's a weird one. I think. I mean, I just thought about it just now, and the first name that popped in my head was Parise. I, and think, I think that's mostly be because. Well, it's because that was such a notable move for them. To yeah, that was like their big Suter. first free agent signing. Yeah. Yeah, like, and never. they've clearly done nothing with it, but yeah, they haven't done much. And their their window is uh, I feel like their window's not looking too great. They have good prospects. I saw somebody trying to say they they have Kirill Kaprizov who is going to be in the KHL for the next couple seasons, but looked really good in the last couple World Junior Championships. Like he's a good young player. They have Jordan Greenway. Um, they have a couple other guys who should be uh, pushing to be on the NHL roster soon who are high-end players so i don't like if they can figure out a way to navigate themselves out of one of those two contracts i think i think they'll end up being a good job i mean the free contract the suitor one he's still suitor's still doing suitor things he's still logging a thousand minutes they're playing in all kinds of situations so i think it's really more the the free contract they have to try and get out of uh what about the what about the kings and then we'll uh i don't know if we're gonna do we're getting close to doing for every team but Probably Gretzky and Robitaille. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, Gretzky and Robitaille are probably the two best answers. I was going to say Robitaille, but yeah, it's kind of hard not to talk about Gretzky when it comes to that, too. I mean, they, they kind of went hand in hand. They were, yeah. They were the early 90s kings. Yeah. Okay, what about, I think the Caps is an obvious one. Yeah. I think of Ovi, but then... If I want to tap into the nostalgia part of me, I think of like Peter Pondra. Jim Carrey, obviously. Jim Carrey, the pet detective, yeah. Jim Carrey, the pet detective. (laughs) Vesna winning Jim Carrey. I can't, the the Caps have had three different Vesna winners, which is still kind of one of those things that has like, kind of blows my mind for a team that just never got past the second round. (laughs) Yeah, like I I wish they hadn't won the cup because that would be such a funny feather in the cap. Yeah, it's like you need goaltending to win. And then this team has three different Vesna winners that can't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> uh, Devils. I mean, 
you right. probably think of an early 2000s guy, right? Like I usually think of uh, war criminal Scott Stevens or uh, noted fat yeah. man and sister-in-law sleeper with her, Martin Bro- <laughs> Martin Brodor. Yeah. Martin fun of family reunions Brodor. Yeah, that's what I think. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and like I think a guy like Jamie Langenbrenner too, which I don't know why because like – Jamie Langenbrenner. I, yeah, like he – I think – was he the captain there at any point? I think he was like after Brodor and Stevens left, yeah. I thought he was. I don't remember. I don't remember either, but like I know that name sticks out to me for Patrick Elias. So how about how about the pens? Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna. I always think of Super uh, Mario. I think it's Lemieux still. Yeah, even with Crosby, I think Super Mario is just the guy, the go-to guy. I think he just. I think he is for multiple reasons because of uh, his on-ice stuff, and then he also also got the team in Pittsburgh. So that would be right, crazy. right, because otherwise they'd be in Kansas City, and yeah, man, that would just be terrible, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, that would just suck. It. Kansas City, the home of uh, terrific barbecue, yeah, and barbecue not to be in Pittsburgh, the home of coleslaw and French fry sandwiches. Kansas City, the home of barbecue and Chris Tag, baby. Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, right, 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 right. I, I feel like we gotta do we gotta do like one or two more I think okay right, just because no, we were fan. kind of like on a roll with this and I'm yeah, kind of yeah. enjoying I, it I like it yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruins one of the original six I think of Ray Bork ooh Ray Bork's a good one yeah I think of Orr yeah or yeah I mean Orr's fine too yeah Ray Bork's I, a good one though I, I, I like that one. that's yeah he's, he's a, a big figure who actually got traded away to win his cup yeah, he was a uh, yeah. I was gonna say because that was one of the biggest moments in hockey when like we were younger was Bork won the cup with the Avalanche. So that's why that's why I think of Bork. Um, yeah, they didn't Bork's really because they didn't really have big name guys either when we were too young. Like PJ Axelson, do you remember him? Yeah. No, yeah, I remember the name, but I don't remember <laughs> him being good. Yeah, no, me neither. Yeah, uh, and then they had guys. Oh my God, some of their goalies are um, God Manny Fernandez. <laughs> Andrew, I think Andrew Raycroft was there for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they yeah they had a slew of pretty random goalies that I remember for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Char oh, Char could be up there. What about the the Islanders. Yeah, see, it's I think it's it's got to be Tavares or it's Yashin. Yashin is who I think of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Thanks, again, Mike Milbury. Yeah, I got another team that just really didn't have much going on for him. So it's uh, uh, Rick DiPietro is also a guy that could be up there. Oh, that contract. Yeah. Did I ever tell you? Did I tell you about how I went to my friend's wedding last year, and one of his other, like one of his other groomsmen was, oh God, I think his name was Nick, and like they did the, the you know how they always have like the uh, the people come out. Like they introduced a couple, but they always yeah. have like the current. Here comes Rick like, yeah. Di Pietro. <laughs> well, they yeah, they he said Nick, and the person was like Di Pietro, and he's like it's Di Pietro, and then I started I was like messing around with him. I was like, yeah, they used to be an NHL goalie, and like everybody called him Di Pietro, and he's like, yeah, yeah, that was my cousin. I was like, what? <laughs> Wait, was really? Like, you did not tell me this. What? Yeah, I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man, yeah, it's uh, it's Di Pietro, and everybody just. Says it wrong. I was like, oh shit, all right, well, there you go. <laughs> like, I started <laughs> asking like, questions about him, and he was like, yeah, and he 
started talking about how he's doing like the broadcasting now and everything. So I was like, oh shit, all right. Let's talk about his sixty-year uh, contract. Yeah, <laughs> it made a, made a lot of money. You know, so, kind of considered a bust, but. And and on that note, I'm pretty sure. And again, I might have to look back at the pictures to double check on this. But when I went to Bully Hill Winery out in the Ithaca, New York area, I'm fairly certain I saw a Rick DePietro jersey hanging up. Oh in the yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's great. That's pretty good. Um, who else? Uh, what other teams have we done yet? San Jose Sharks, Mike Ricci, obviously. <laughs> I think. I mean, that's gotta be Joe Thornton, yeah. I honestly think of Mike Ricci, but Joe yeah. Thornton is a great answer for that. Yeah, yeah, Ricci would fall more into the realm of people when we were younger. I just think of, uh, yeah, they didn't. They, yeah, they had Ricci. I think they had Irby too for a little bit, didn't they? Uh, every team had Arthur. Serby yeah, they did at one point or another. A day. <laughs> Owen Nolan. Oh shit, Owen Nolan. Owen Nolan. Yeah, that would have been one. Calling a shot in the All Star game. What an asshole. <laughs> what a cocky asshole. Craig's really coming out here for the those hot <laughs> Owen Nolan takes that you've been I don't care if he's listening. Owen Nolan? <laughs> Too much cockiness. Uh, Too who much else? cockiness. <laughs> Blue Jackets. I feel like that's an obvious one, too. Is it? I mean, who are you thinking? Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh, man. I was going Rick Nash. Oh, yeah, Rick Nash is a good one. Did we do the Oilers yet? I mean, we assume we, we just talked about Gretzky and Sim and Sam. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's pretty accurate. Uh, uh, you could say McDavid today, too. What about the Predators? Hmm. Shea Weber. Yeah, I think Shea Weber would be a fair choice. Shea thinking... Weber is a fair choice. And also, I mean, I mostly think of I... Shea Weber due to the failed attempt to sign him. I think of the trio of. Timonen, Legwand, and Martin Rat because they were like the three big guys that were there forever that just couldn't score goals or get anywhere in the postseason with Barry Trotz. Yeah. Because they were like, they were the expansion era predators pretty much. So, but I think, yeah, Weber is, I think Weber is bigger than any of those guys. Definitely. I th- so I think we've done all but a couple teams at this point. Like, we haven't done Vegas, but who cares? Yeah, who cares? Here at Belmar. Belmar. Uh, Definitely Bel- Belmar. Uh, and Winnipeg. The Winnipeg Jets, we haven't done yet. Yeah. I I, I really don't know. I mean, Timo Solani, honestly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, going back to the older Jets. Yeah, that's would have to be Solani. Yeah, and you could also go with Shane Doan. Yeah, Shane Doan, too. I was going to say, and if you have Thrashers, it's got to be Kovalchuk, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, who else? I, I don't even know. May as well do the rest of them now. I don't even know who else. We I think we did the rest of them. I think we got everybody. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I've just got a standings page in front of me, and uh, we the only team we didn't, like, we, we kind of touched on Vancouver being Pavel Burry, and I'm totally cool just moving on with that and calling it a day. 
So. Yeah, we don't need to talk about Vancouver much. They're not doing too much. No, they they suck and they're gonna suck forever. Yeah, they're gonna suck balls for a while. I mean, suck ass. I mean, well, all right, well, suckiest <laughs> bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Got it. Uh, yeah, they're gonna suck for a while. Speaking of sucking, uh, arbitration is a fun. Uh, that was that was a bad segue, but we're gonna work with it. Uh, Speaking of sucking, arbitration <laughs> is bad. For all parties. It starts uh, starts today when you're listening, and it goes to August 4th, and they are currently, well, now, uh, these numbers aren't accurate. There are 24 players paying arbitration because Adam Lowry signed today, and there are 14 that have already settled. And today might be one of the biggest names that's still out there. It's uh, Jacob Truba. And apparently the Jets and Truba's uh, camp are $3 million apart, which is... Not, not, not the best spot to be in. I'll be honest with you. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, I don't know why they want to pay him. Because he's a pretty good defenseman. Pretty young. Uh, pretty uh, beneficial to your team. See what happens though. Uh, Philip Deneau, Chris Tierney, and Devin Shore already signed. Deneau for three years at 3.083 million a year. Tierney two years, 2.9. $37 million a year, and then Devin Shore at two years, $2.3 million a year. And then the uh, the next people that would are, are up for arbitration are Brett uh, Kulak and Matthew Dumba, which are on Monday. And like we said earlier, Lear and Lyon were filed for arbitration, I believe, and they both already settled beforehand. So the Flyers don't need to worry about any arbitration cases. Uh, some other big names that are out there, there are Jason Zucker, on the 28th, uh, Brady Shea on the 31st. August 3rd is a pretty big day because it has Mark Stone and Brock Nelson. And then August 4th was William Carlson. William Carlson, uh, that's going to be that's gonna be a pretty interesting one to me. Yeah, that's a guy who basically did nothing in his yeah. NHL career and then had an unbelievable year. Zucker, I think Zucker has a pretty good case to make more money. Because uh, he's has pretty good underlying numbers. Uh, pretty Shea, probably in the same boat. Mark Stone. Uh, I feel like I, feel, I just have a feeling Mark Stone is going to be traded for this or after this hearing because the Senators just aren't going to pay him money. Like, they got to get moving on these trades because yeah, I mean Carlson has basically told been told like to pack his bags weeks ago. And he's just been sitting front by the front door waiting for somebody to pick him up for this camping trip. And yeah, just buddy, I don't think you're going to be able to get that trip. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, they're, they're doing all right. They're wearing having a good time out there. He's having fun. He's looking forward to the next season. I still can't wait for them to win the first overall pick and then hand it immediately over to the Avalanche to take Jack Hughes. I'm waiting for it. Like it's, it's going to happen. It's going to cap off the entire the send shit fest that has been the last three years. And uh, it's going to it's gonna be a good time, Steve. I'm excited. Oh, me too. Uh, let's, uh, let's touch on around the league. And then we'll uh, get the hell out of here. There's a lot of stuff, though. A lot of stuff going on around the league. Um, well, let's first talk about our contract dear yeah. departed friend. By departed, I mean he, he's in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andre Fleury has decided to stay in Vegas, and why wouldn't he? After getting offered three years for seven million dollars a year, that kicks in 
after the season when he'll be 34. Yeah, that's that's right. right. Vegas has extended an old ass goalie. Yeah, that's that's something. Remember when everybody was talking about how McPhee made the rest of the league look bad because he took all these cast offs and took a team to the cup? I, I think that 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 talk's going to end uh, now because I he just signed. <laughs> like Fleury was going to get paid, I guess, but this is still uh, a lot of money. A lot of money for a goalie that isn't Henrik Lundqvist or Carey Price. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But might be a pain in the ass when you're trying to re-sign some other people and he can't because uh, Fleury and his, I don't know, 9-10 save percentage next season is taking up space. <laughs> like, well, but it's – like, I get you had to bring him back and he had to pay him money, but, man, that's – it might be rough. That's a nice chunk of change. That's a pretty penny, a few yeah. Years. Yeah, and – Again, for a guy who's going to be pretty old by hockey standards. Yeah. Uh, another uh, another goaltending contract, which is kind of ridiculous, uh, kind of how you buck. Great season. 44 wins, 924 save percentage, 2.36 GAA, six shutouts. Six years, $6.166 million a year. That's a little bit of term, a little bit of money per year. That's – and – I feel like the Jets are a really good team, and I like Hellybuck, but I I don't know. Like, I feel like that's going to come back to bite them in the ass in terms of all this. Like, this Trupa uh, contract, you're going to have to pay Line soon. I I don't know. I, don't, I mean, Hellybuck is pretty good, but that's still a... Uh, yeah. really you got to make sure you sign Line and Yeah. You really should be securing a guy like Trupa. Yeah, I, I guess it comes down to, like, you really can't. Unless you have a guy that is definitely a like a franchise altering goalie, which I don't know if Hellybuck really is, but a guy like like Lundqvist, you can't really signing term and giving them a lot of money is always a bad idea for a goalie. If you if you just build out around the rest of the roster, you can just hope for a league average guy to kind of go nuts, and that, there's your goaltending. I, I don't know. Like I feel like just it, it's we're getting worn. Further and further away from giving out big contracts to goalies, and this is uh, these two deals are kind of kind of surprising. Step backwards, if yeah. You will. So yeah, step backwards. Yeah. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, continuing with the contract extensions, uh, he's going to sign a eight-year deal where he makes nine point five million a year. Certainly seems like a good deal. Up and front, I'm, just, I'm kind of surprised they make a little bit more. I guess. Like if yeah. Kucherov made ten million. And I, I forget what I was looking at. I think it was Cap Friendly's Twitter page, and it showed the comparables to the Kucherov, and it was kind of all over the place. And I know Claude Giroux's contract was one of them. And yeah. I mean, obviously, look at where they finished in the the points rankings this past season. But I, I just remember seeing somebody saying like, "Well, Kucherov's far and away the best player there." Well, yeah, we'll see there. Uh, Kucherov's fantastic. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And certainly deserving of a nice raise like this. But again, anytime you're going eight years with a contract, be careful. It is dicey. I just, I, I think Kucherov will live up to it. I mean, he's, he's pretty damn good. I think he is the best player on Tampa. And he, there are no signs of uh, slowing down anytime soon. I don't know if he's going to. You know, we could have said the same thing about Drew contract, the Drew contract when it happened. Uh, but 
you know, you have to lock, you gotta lock him up. And if you're gonna lock him up for a long amount of time, if you can get Kucherov for under ten million, I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty good deal. It's pretty good. Uh, oh my God, I'm watching SportsCenter right now. And speaking of Butchcross, man, he's gotten gray. Like he's, I guess he is pretty I mean, old. <laughs> it's been twenty years since yeah. NHL Two Night was oh, a thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's ridiculous. Um, and then the last big contract extension, which kind of—I don't even know how I feel about this guy, mainly because he was with the Devils forever. But Andrew Henrik, uh, five years, going to make five point eight five million a year after this season. He had twenty-four goals last season. His third straight twenty-goal season. He also had a thirty-goal season. Fifty points in eighty-one games last year. And like, I—is—is is that worth? 5.85? I don't I don't know. Like I I would Like this makes me feel a lot better about the JVR contract, frankly. Yeah, like I think like I I, I guess so, but like his underlying numbers have always kind of sucked. Always been a negative relative course of four player. I was looking at like his heat maps and his wowie numbers too this year and they both weren't great. And it's not like a thing where he's getting extremely hard defensive assignments. Like it looks like he's getting fairly easy offensive zone start numbers and I I don't know if it's just because like Devils hockey wasn't exactly the most entertaining product the last couple seasons, so I just don't have a feel on him. But wherever, yeah, yeah, exactly wherever. I feel like he's good, but like he's not. Like some people talk about him like he's a great two way player. I think, and he's just not. Is he really worth a million more than Sean Couturier? Oh God, no, 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 not not at all. I like I feel like this contract just hits me wrong. Like. Almost six million from Adam Henrik just doesn't feel like a good, right. yeah, like a good contract to get out. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a GM. You signed Florida to a gazillion dollars because he's going to be 35. There are some players going to the KHL, uh, and those players are former NHLers, and they include uh, Nikolai Kuhlman, who's going to Metalurg Magnitogorsk. Uh, who knows? Uh, played in 13 games last season for the Islanders, had three points. Bo Bennett and Patrick Weirkosh are both going to Dynamo Minsk. Um, Bennett had zero points in six games for the, the Blues. And Weirkosh had 37 points in 58 games for the Utica, com- Utica Comets, who are the Canucks AHL team. Remember when Bo Bennett was a thing for the Penguins? Like, kind of. Yeah, like people, like there's a segment of Penguins fans that are pretty pumped about Bo Bennett. Uh, the uh, Penguins fans find some random guy to be super pumped about every year that yeah. is just not going to work out in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Oh. Well, when this guy played next to one of the three best players in hockey, he had a great year. <laughs> hey, they nailed it with Bo Bennett, though, because he's 26 and going to the KHL after a score this season in the NHL. So, oh, as usual, they nailed it. Uh, uh, and then Tory Mitchell is going. He's not going to the KHL. He's going to uh, Lausanne HC in the NLA, which is uh, Switzerland's uh, top tier hockey league. And he had 11 points in 60 games this year for Canadians and Kings. Uh, Steven, very relevant to the podcast. Uh, the Blues signed a power forward, a, lo- Whoa. a local hero by the name of Patty Maroon. Patty Maroon. Oh, I'm so happy. Patty Maroon finally landed Patty on the team that's not named the Philadelphia Flyers. Maroon. That's, uh, he's going to go down to St. Louis. Patty, I ride in 
Connor McDavid sidecar. Maroon. Uh, you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a line of Maroon, Shen, and Tarasenko. And Tarasenko is just going to produce offense for those two. And then we're, we're going to get the, what were the Flyers thinking articles for like <laughs> Bork and fucking Cartier or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, Maroon, <laughs> you stand in front of the net. Shen, you stand at the bottom of the circle. And I'll just feed you pucks. Yeah, <laughs> like this, it's uh, it's gonna be painful. But yeah, uh, Tyler Ennis also went to Toronto. Uh, speaking of Metalurg, Magtakarsk or whatever the hell that KHL team is, I can't pronounce it. The Islanders signed Jan Kavar, who was a guy. Guy spent many seasons with that team. That I will not attempt to pronounce again. Uh, pretty decent. <laughs> they. He, there were rumors that he could have come over before. Like I remember people talking about him near the end of the 2015-16 season. Uh, and he had a down season this year in the KHL, but he did have 68 points in 54 games in 2013-14, 68 and 60 in 2014-15, and 52 and 58 in 15-16, and then 63 and 59 back in 2016-17. So he's been putting up points in the KHL, and I feel like this might be one of the Islanders' best moves all offseason, which, again, small hurdle clear there. It's like jumping over a curve, but it's definitely one of their better moves. Definitely? Definitely. Definitely? Marion Hosa. For real, for real? Marion Hosa was traded. Uh, a to, year. To who? For what? To the Arizona Coyotes, one year oh. after he started sneezing when he put on his hockey jersey, Marion Hosa was traded to the Arizona Coyotes with Vinny Henestrosa, Jordan Osterley, and a 2019 third. Four, Marcus Kruger, Mackenzie Entwistle, Jordan Valletta, Andrew Campbell, and a 2019 fifth. It's a big trade because there's no money retained, so uh, the Coyotes are going to be paying for all of Hosa's deal, which has three years left. Five point two seven five million a season. Now they can put that on a long term IR, but it's still a thing. It's just like the prior contract where, yeah, getting that cap floor. Yeah, it's fine during the season, but you know during the off season it's real pain in the ass because you really can't go out and do anything. But kind of cap space. I just we were talking. I, about I, I I'm a little baffled. Yeah, we were talking about this. I, I'm a little baffled as to why teams are so willing to help other teams out with these kind of deals with. Uh, basically circumventing the cap because they're not really getting much out of it besides reaching the cap floor, which they could do if they just spent some damn money. And that's pretty much it. Like they're, that's, yeah, that's, that's what they're getting. Yeah. And the thing where the, like the Cody's did, I mean, they did with Pronger and they're doing it now with Hoso, but it's the thing where this Hoso situation and the Pronger situation, they could have gotten more, they should have gotten more in both those situations because they should have been the aggressive one saying, look, we're helping you out. You need to give us something. So we actually take this stupid contract. Like we're not right. We're not just here to be the league's like cap freedom. We're not, we're not here to just help every team out. Who's in a cap cap bind. We need to get a little something in return. And, well, but it sure looks like that's what their only role is. Yeah. And, it, and it's not looking, I mean, the Hennessers and Osher, they were fine. Like they were both, they both had, Somewhat limited roles with the Hawks and Hennestroza had a good possession year, and I think he had 25 points in 50. Yeah, 25 points in 50 games. Oshley is usually a pretty good puck possession guy. Didn't have the best numbers this year, but be like a fine third pairing guy. 
Uh, and they gave, the players that gave up, I mean, Kruger is, you know, Marcus Kruger is definitely a name, but he spent a good part of the season in Charlotte last year in the AHL. Campbell hasn't played an NHL game in a couple of years. Maletta isn't going to become any kind of prospect. Mackenzie Atwistle is fine. He had, uh, he had 39 point, 38 points in 49 games for the Hamilton Bulldogs in 17 and 21 postseason games. But he, I mean, maybe maybe that's where the Coyotes thought they won was they didn't have to give up that much. But at the same time, like they could have, I feel like they could have gotten a little bit more for taking the host contract off their hands. Because that right. contract, it's a team in your conference where they're in a cat, they're screwed over by the cat for the next couple of seasons. Like they, well, this is this is why I was so infuriated when there was talk of Carlson definitely going to the Lightning, because the Lightning would have needed another partner to make a deal like that work because they're so close to um, the cap. Yeah, it's on the Callahan deal. Yeah, and like they're talking to like the Rangers, like they're like, oh, the Rangers going to help the, the Lightning out. Like, why? Screw them. Why should anybody help the Lightning out in acquiring the best defenseman in hockey by a lot of uh, yeah. measurements? It's crazy to think that teams are just like yeah we'll help you out like no no no. <laughs> this was you're not helping a buddy move some furniture you are helping a rival uh become the best team in hockey yeah um this was by the way when i was talking earlier i, I don't i didn't remember what people were talking about when it comes to uh gms taking like advantage of a competitive situation this was it so uh, offer sheets in this, like just helping other teams get out of cap situations. Like why? Like you, another GM pin themselves in this situation. You have no obligation to help them. Just kind of let them. <laughs> like, if you want Carlson, or you know that Carlson could go to an already loaded team in your conference, why are you going to help that team out if they need help in the cap situation? Just let them, let them toil away in that. Yeah, like why would why would the Rangers ever bring back Callahan? To help them. Right. Make like any it's, sense. it's not going to magically repair their completely broken team. Yeah. It's, whatever. It's a, it's a dumb thing. Bunch of idiots. It's a dumb thing. And anyway, Carlson's still not traded. And yeah. guess what? At this rate, not going to happen. I'm excited. The All-Star break. I'm excited to see if uh, Marion Hosa miraculously isn't allergic to his equipment anymore. And he's able to, uh, he's able to play. Join. Alex Ovechkin, Phil Kessel, oh, baby. and Henrik Lundqvist on oh, the Coyotes. Oh, yeah. Start up my dream team in Arizona. You can't tell, honestly, is there a better angel team in the league that would be funnier to see turn out to be like the next Warriors of professional sports than the Arizona Coyotes? Like, if the Arizona Coyotes won four of the next five Stanley Cups, would that not be hilarious? It would be pretty funny. It would be pretty funny. I mean, it wouldn't be totally funny because the Flyers still wouldn't be winning any. I yeah, the Flyers are probably happen anyway. They probably lose one in the finals to the the Coyotes, but well, that would just drive me to yeah. Yeah, that'd be Madness. like losing in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Lightning. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or New Jersey and their twenty fans. Mm-hmm. They're fat ass. Mm-hmm. Not talking about this. Nope. 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 Anywho, nope. moving on. Uh, Alex Burrows and Jared Bowl both retired. Burrows had 205 goals, 204 assists, and 913 games between the Canucks and Senators. He also also probably gave Canucks fans their best moment in franchise history as he scored the overtime winner in Game Two of the 2011 Final, closest the team ever came to winning the Cup. I feel like. I mean, they had. 
they had the they were close in '94, but they were up. I mean, they were up two games to nothing in this this 2011 series, and that team was pretty loaded. Um, right. Jared Bowl also had Jared Bowl had uh, some pretty impressive numbers. He had 66 points and nearly 1,300 penalty minutes in 579 games. Did you say 1,300? 1,298 pimps. Jeez. My man fought. Yeah, he is. Uh, my man. He was not. My man fought. He was not great. He he, he would throw hands a bunch. For the uh, Blue Jack, the Ducks. So, uh, Simone Dupree getting a PTO with the Canadians. He last played for the Ducks. Last played in the NHL for the Ducks in 2016-17, where he played a game for Anaheim. Uh, and then Will O'Neill signed with the the Guido Penguins, Stephen. Signed a deal uh, with the Will. What are Will you doing, Clark buddy? Stratton Penguins. Now, Those Penguins are clearly on steroids. How could you be so <laughs> irresponsible? Now, if you remember, he played one game for the Flyers, and the Flyers did not allow a single goal that game, as it was the shutout against the Blues in St. Louis. Now, do you remember? I put on the pairs here. I don't know. Did you look yet? Did you see these pairs? Oh, not yet. Not okay, quite. Okay, don't yet. look. Don't look. Okay. I want you to remember because there were injuries, and I assume one of the players was suspended, although not at the time. But I want you to guess the six players on defense for the Flyers. Because remember, Will O'Neill played a game. Like he was, they called him up because they needed him to play. Not like somebody was having a bad night. Like they were, they didn't have enough bodies, so they had to call out Will O'Neill from the AHL. Was this the Blues game? The Blues game in St. Louis, where Provorov had like became Provorov that night. Right, right. Uh, so Provorov. Provorov. Was Gostaspear in the lineup? Gostaspear was not in the lineup. Not okay. So no, no ghost. So Provorov, uh, Robert Hag was playing. Provorov and Hag was the top pair. They played 17 minutes and six seconds together at five on five. No ghost, so I'm sure the man dog was in there. Manning was on the second pairing with. Uh, Sanheim. Travis Sanheim, Brandon Manning had 14 minutes and four seconds at five on five together, and then the final pairing was Will O'Neill and another man. I can't believe got. Another NHL contract. Right-handed defenseman. Hmm. No Flyers fans uh, should have anything. Oh, like oh, that. oh! Did he get? Did he get like picked up on waivers to Colorado? In an alternate universe, he made better oh! version. <laughs> Mark Alt, baby, Will O'Neill. Mark Alt played a very nice six minutes and nine seconds, which is probably why they had a shutout at five and five. They uh, played six minutes and nine seconds together. So that was. That was a six-man defensive rotation that ended up not allowing a goal at the NHL level. Hag, Manning, Will O'Neill, and Mark Alt all makes up two-thirds of defense. And Sanheim, back when Sanheim was still very much, you know, early season as a rookie, not really doing Sanheim-type stuff yet. So that, that I, I still can't believe that team won that game. That game, the Flyers had absolutely no business yeah. winning. They, it was a very, I mean, they got dominated territorially, but that was expected. It was very much you just had to hang on and win, which they did. So, yeah, shout out, barely, uh, yeah, shout out. They, to, they won. Shout out to them. Um, 
SVs were last night. Uh, two uh, uh, SVs went to hockey-related things. Ovechkin won Best Male Athlete and USA Women's Gold Medal win over Canada. Won the, uh, I think, the Game of the Year, SP. Oh, boy. So. You know, we, we always look forward to the SPs yeah. on the show. I like that the Philly Special is not the play of the year, apparently. What was, Craig? Because I didn't watch a lick of it because I forget the SPs actually exist. I forgot it either. I just saw somebody tweet that out. I think it was... Um, somebody they gave it to the uh, it wasn't the women's uh, NCAA final came down to a game winning shot I think they gave it to that which I guess is fine but at the same time I feel like the Philly special is like one of the best plays in NFL history oh easily <laughs> yeah easily. so you know I you know I, it's whatever you can do what you want it's your award that nobody cares about you can, you can it's your fake award for yeah. Bullshit. So great. <laughs> Go nuts. Go ham, ESPN. Nobody's watching except for me right now because there's nothing else on. On I was I shocked when. Teeth. I was shocked when you know I I briefly just to see when at like at what stage it was in. I checked the TV listings and it was on ABC. I'm like, do enough people care about this for this to be on the major network and not just directly on ESPN? It was on. Apparently, it was on ABC. Yeah, it was on ABC. Oh, oh I right, that was, that, I couldn't believe it myself. I feel like that. Yeah, that's. I don't know about that. Feels like a bad. And I, I mean, what about by Danica Patrick, who's very familiar with hosting things. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> oh, SP's fever. Catch it. Well, if you didn't catch it, it's already passed. So, catch it next year. It's unpassed. It passed. <laughs> Um, and the last one is Yager is not eyeing a return to the NHL this season. That's their last uh, bit of information around the league. Which, I mean, that was kind of expected. Seemed like he was pretty dead set on just staying in uh, Clyde now this year. But no Yager, no Yager, Jeru. No Yager. Life's not worth living without Yager. It's true. Well, I don't know if you need the with Yager statement at the end, but no. Be true. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, it's, <laughs> I mean, I miss Yager. You know, it's yeah. it's a shame that his career ended with such a fizzle in Calgary. Yeah. But when you keep playing until you're 45, 46, I guess that's bound to happen. Yeah. I mean, he was pretty much great until that season. Uh, oh, yeah. He was wonderful to watch. He was just, uh, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous that he was able to be at the, you know, that playing at that level until he was his mid 40s. So I'm looking forward to him coming back at uh, 50 years old. Yeah. It'll be great when he does the Gordy Howe thing. Plays in the AHL. Sign him to the Phantoms. You're telling me he can't go to the AHL and clean up? Oh, easily. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Come on. Thank you, Thank you again. What are you doing, Ron? Yeah, call, He's going to show him how to win. Phone, Ron. Do something, you know, Ron. Do something, I'm Ron. Do anything, Ron. being two years away from being two years away. Sign this 69-year-old forward. Do it. And then trade the farm for Carlson. I mean, there I kind of get behind that. Basil. Anyway, do something wrong. <laughs> I'm glad we ended on that note. <laughs> if you have any feedback for us, the best place is on Twitter. You can reach Craig at sports are bad. Mm-hmm. 
That's all he's got. I uh, have you a, can reach me. I have ja- uh, an article about Jack saying I'm to coming out today. It should already be on the website today. That's that's my all thing. Right. So if you want to read about a Flyers fourth round pick, I think go ahead. Maybe I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, you can reach Craig at Sports Are Bad. You can reach me at Flyperbole or at Estebam. And you should, of course, follow BSH Radio and Broad Street Hockey. So, Twitter, best place to reach us. Again, Sports Are Bad, Flyperbole, Estebam. Greg, that's all I got. You got any parting words for our faithful listeners? Um, DMX is a coach. That's what I got. What? <laughs> Somewhere. Knock it off. Are <laughs> <laughs> we going to do it? It's just like yelling at somebody at practice. <laughs> Where do you bounce? Are we going to do it? Get the block. Stop. <laughs> Drop. Cut him down. Open up. Shop. I'm telling you, it's just minor league coach somewhere. I bet you that team goes nearly Stop. up. Stop. Still. <laughs> I could continue going on with the baseball thing, but I think that's all I got. I think I'm just playing out. So, okay. gang. We... <laughs> We're done. Me, Craig, and DMX, thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, good night and good hockey. <laughs> Hello everybody, this is Fly Purbly. It is a podcast about hockey, mostly the Flyers, but also other hockey things, like other hockey teams that play the sport of hockey. Steve, but not Steve Hartnell and Craig. But not Craig Ruby. No, this isn't all those hockey guys. These are the guys who watch the hockey sport. Yeah! Hello! I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.